My name is Crystal Joy. And I'm David Raziel. And this is I'm Psychic. I guess. I guess, because apparently anybody can be a psychic according to the internet, and we're doing that, because why not? Disclaimer, we don't know everything. We don't pretend no. to know everything. So if we get some things wrong, please bear with us. The so, point is that we don't know everything, and we're trying to figure it out. So yeah. keep that in mind while you are listening. If you have some good things to say, please say them nicely, and we will... Listen. Yep. If you say them like a jerk, though, we will not listen. We want to grow. We want to learn. We understand. If we say something problematic or incorrect or whatever, let us know kindly. Give us your sources, and we will learn. This is a growing and learning experience together. I feel like there's another part of the disclaimer that I just don't remember. Oh, yeah. I remember now. We approach psychic ability and spiritual things with a skeptical, grounded, and curious, and open-minded lens, which means, for the sake of the experiment, I guess we are approaching these things as though it is a thing one can do to try not to give ourselves subconscious blockages to preventing it from happening. With that, we might be like, when you do blah, 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 or when I did blah, 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 and this was a factual happening. It's all anecdotal, and it's all experiential based on what we felt, and we will ultimately dive into what that might mean psychologically, the ego, and the skeptical approach to what the happening is. But with that, we are still explaining, like, when the energy moves like this, blah, 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 it's so that we don't subconsciously block ourselves from being able to do it if it is in fact a thing and that's it those are all the disclaimers so last week well actually not last week we're take we took a little break last week and i didn't post about the break so i'm sorry if you're confused and you're looking i'm sorry we're kind of taking a non-stress approach to this it is supposed to be weekly but you know weeks be difficult sometimes and they overworked david and we did not have him and i just didn't want to deal with it and david didn't we, want to either we do as we can we do as we can with that the week before last we were talking about pitfalls of spiritual spaces dangers that could happen and things to avoid and keep in mind when we consume things through the discernment list that we did even a few weeks before that right it's such a good discernment list that you came up with yes and you you gave me feedback on it mm-hmm. our discernment list and so now do you remember what we were going to talk about this week i don't I love you. We're going to talk about alt-right pipelines. We were We're going to talk about alt-right pipelines. Good job. (laughs) We were going to cover this last week, but we just talked for a really long time and had a lovely conversation that got cut off halfway through and it was really annoying. So we got discouraged and didn't finish the conversation. So we had to like recount a solid 15 to 20 minutes of our conversation last week. It was so annoying. That was so disheartening. So now... Because we did that. We didn't, we didn't get to get to All Right Pipelines, which is chunky in my notes. And again, I have notes here that I have not reviewed because we're taking a stress-free approach to this. And I wrote these notes well over a month ago now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through them. We're going to talk about them. It is potentially a sticky subject. If we said it at the beginning, if I don't get it right, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. And let's just go. Mm-hmm. David, what do you think about... What? how a person in a spiritual space can fall into what would be an alt-right pipeline. The only thing that comes to mind is church. So, Ooh, how so? I don't know if it's that church was always like this and I just grew out of it, or if it's something that's new within the church because of Trump. Like you don't know if it's unbiased or not? I do not. I genuinely do it not know. It was always a little bit like. It's probably a little bit like this always, yeah. What what's what was surprising to me when I got into the spiritual spirituality and spiritual spaces that that presence was still there outside of a church setting. Right. And it was odd to me. Well, that's why I said churches because I've never been so bigoted and yet thought I was the good guy. 
<laughs> at the same time. Yeah. I guess those are how villains are born. But Reverse villain story. Reverse villain story where you joined... Damn, that sounds really fucked up. But Well, it was so funny. It's the reverse villain story, but like... <gasps> that's interesting. Sorry, my brain's doing a thing where it's like, this reverse villain story. You were the bigoted thing that you were thought that you were so right, but now you're doing what that group villainizes and says is the bad guy. So you've lived long enough to see yourself become the villain, only to discover that the villain was never the villain in the first place. Is that a, is that a, that's not a saying? It is now. I just it, it's like a weird, just a brain thought that happened in my brain just now. It's a good thought. I was just curious because you know, although the intentions were always good. And I think for the most part, at the base level, those are people who are going to church. The intentions are good. I think it's the higher ups that see the manipulation for what it is. And then you just kind of parrot and become. You perpetuate it. You perpetuate it. And you're, you're bettering than thou other people. You are falling into this doctrine that becomes infallible. Mm hmm. And no matter how... Don't ask questions, basically. Well, one, you don't really... You, you're encouraged to not ask any you're questions. You're encouraged to ask questions that no, don't get not. to the heart of it. No, no, you're not encouraged to ask any you're, questions. You're encouraged to ask questions that don't get to the heart of it. It's, it's, it's an is, illusion of questions. It's, it's the facade of questions. It's like question theater. The problem is, within the, within the doctrine of itself, anything can be explained away with belief, and that... But when you start questioning the belief, that's when you can't ask questions. That's, well, the belief is like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, well, time's 99. And that was like the top thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there this, was no, or, like, or not even time's 99, or like this plus infinity. I'm this plus infinity. Uh -huh. So that's just how it, how it goes. That's like the belief. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, what does that have to do with all right pipelines? Um, well, it falls into this infallible. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Which is dangerous. It is dangerous. I Don't guess remember. you should define what alt-right pipeline means. You know what? I'm going to Google that because that's a good thing, and it's not in my notes. So let's let's learn together, everybody. Hold on. Wikipedia. The alt-right pipeline is a conceptual model regarding internet radicalization towards the alt-right movement. It describes a phenomenon in which consuming provocative right-wing political content, such as anti-feminist or anti-SJW ideas, gradually increases exposure to the alt-right or similar far-right politics. And what did I say? I said that well, it becomes... In now we have to ask, what is the alt-right movement? <laughs> like that, To know that, we have to also like define that. Well, yeah, sure, but I can even... All right. Hold on, ahead. hold on. No, let's no, just, no, let's no, finish the Wikipedia. Yeah, finishing the Wikipedia. Alt-right is, according to Wikipedia, is a far-white, white nationalist movement, so it's a white supremacy thing. Right. A largely online phenomenon, the alt-right originated in the United States during the late 2000s before increasing in popularity and establishing its presence in other countries during the mid-2010s and has been de declining since 2017. That's a, that's a lie. I feel like it's gotten, if it's declining, it's gotten really loud about it. The term is ill-defined and has been used in various ways by academics, journalists, media communicators, and alt-right members themselves. So that being said, within what I said, where is that the question that you ask cannot be asked because it's infallible. You have certain doctrines that already have within it in Christianity that are men are always right, uh, all right thought processes that are in, built into it's superiority. Christianity. That are built into I think it, the keynote is superiority. Yeah. Because when you read about alt right and alt right pipelines, it kind of is rooted in this white nationalist 
thing, if I scroll down Wikipedia just a little bit more, the alt-right movement espouses pseudoscientific idea of biological racism and promotes a form of identity politics in favor of European Americans and white people internationally. It goes on and on and on, but what I'm seeing here is superiority in religious spaces or spiritual spaces. You, we, we bounced to church specifically because we spent so much of our lives in church. Right. And that's where we see a lot, why a lot of right-wing conservative politics conflate their belief with their politics because they, they are one and the same essentially, which is espousing and, and perpetuating superiority in some way. And when you ask how can spirituality lead mm. to alt-right pipelines, that's the first thought that comes to my mind. Mm this conflation of better than now and power mm -hmm. and superiority within a body that's supposed to be, well, it's preaching a savior complex within its congregation. Mm -hmm. And what does so, a savior complex have to do with white nationalism? Which seemed to be a very big thing according to Wikipedia. Again, guys, we're just going like, I just Googled that right now. So if I'm, please, if you know more about it, let me know. What does that have to do with white nationalism? Yeah, because that was a large part of the alt-right pipeline. Well, which, you have a superiority within white nationalism in general. Well, white nationalism is the church and a large part of it. Controlling those who are less than you, which is ultimately what it comes down to, is controlling those who quote-unquote disagree with you, as we're seeing with a lot of the and, Supreme, Supreme Court decisions currently. And it posed as a helping those less than you because they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're obviously... Like, that's what they're telling you. Yeah, and that's what they tell the congregation. So the congregation goes out and tells other people these messages and conflates all these thought processes because they think that they're helping and this is what they've been told. That reminds me of missionaries. Yeah, exactly. Why missionaries are bad. Thankfully, I'm so grateful that I never went on a mission trip. Yeah. I wanted to because that was like the pinnacle, you're a good kid, you are a good person thing mm -hmm. to do as, as a, you know, indoctrinated, brainwashed child that I was. Mm -hmm. And I never did. It never worked out, thank God. <laughs> but the shattering of the mirror for me was when somebody was like, that's modern day colonization and colonialism which basically is saying it's no different than the white people coming here to the united states what what would ultimately become the united states the americas and forcing the native people to believe what they believe so that they can mm. control them and that's what missionary work is and i was like "Ooh, it's like fuck your culture fuck your beliefs it's invalid and stupid and you should listen to me so i can control you and you could be manipulated by what i believe which is the right thing so though this conversation is highly influenced by what's happening in America right now, I know we don't want to get too political about it because that's not what this podcast is about. No, but alt-right pipelines are a huge thing in spiritual spaces. And I think to be grounded and to ask questions and to be discerning is to be mindful that it is very much a reality of things that you can easily fall into. That's true. If you're not discerning, if you're not doing these things, you can easily fall, fall into, into that. You know One I mean? can also argue that the only reason they have the power that they have is because Nobody's of spirituality. Mm, what makes you say that? Well, spirituality is supposed to be a higher power. Mm. And this higher thought okay. process of power is something that a lot of people believe in. And that is what allows a lot of bullshittery to get to be bypassed right you have things that trump has done you have things that people who are quote unquote trying to abide by the church and oppressing other people are getting away with in because they have one rule that people will love which is like abortion right abortion their ideas on how abortion should be taken care of rather 
how abortion shouldn't be allowed to be a thing. And because of that, everyone overlooks all the other shitty stuff that is happening where you have like... No, you have, you have people like unfortunate people that I'm annoyingly related to saying to my face that they're a one-issue voter in the midst of the atrocities that have happened over the last few years. And it always comes down to abortion, which in and of itself, what I've recently learned, in and of itself is rooted in white supremacy. Correct. So you set, you see this issue being bypassed, like a lot of really bad practices that are that seem to be common sense, right? Like obviously you're taking people's rights, you're not, I mean, you have the schools only being able to accept white kids, you have all these things that are happening right now, gay rights, kind of, we're like going backwards, right? It feels like we're yeah. going backwards. And all those things are being said in the name of Christianity, really, in the name of uh, of a god. It's selective, but yeah. It's selective. It's so selective. Sometimes it's God, sometimes... Sometimes, because it, it's not God. It's not the divine. It's no, control, but which that's is what, what it's, it is. That's what it's painted it's as. It's as. And when people see it that way, then it becomes what is morally correct. This is what's... Because of that spiritual aspect of it. And that's why I said it's because of spirituality. So, it could be because of spirituality that America is the way it is right now. Well... I, I understand and oh, I commercialized rather. I understand and I in, in how I understand it and how I feel like it's meant to be understood and not mm -hmm. that I have everything correct even I don't know a lot of the stuff but how often do I say it's the same shit in different packaging if you sure. approach it in the wrong way and it is and in that regard that flavor of spirituality which is what leads to these alt-right pipelines is a large part of yeah. it spirituality is a very very broad, broad. brush mm -hmm. to paint everything in so it's unfair to just say that spirituality is the reason but it all falls under that church same umbrella is technically a spirit a it, spirituality it is that's and that's what it's painted and I know as that's what you're saying and that's what it's painted but as. new age spirituality specifically is this is what we're going to get into new age spirituality mm. which is what leads to these all our pipelines right. so in spiritual spaces you want to learn everything that you can about energetics about like your own about your own psyche about your own ego about our our impact on the world around us, both physically and energetically, and what that means, and blah, 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 blah. And as you're discovering these things, ideas start to pop up that without the research and without the discernment, you can easily fall back into repackaged evangelicalism with different names and verbiage. Because that's, that's how they got there in the first place. Yes. So people who haven't properly deconstructed either their, their own indoctrination as children, right. who then fall into the same patterns under different packaging, and don't really realize that that's what they're doing. Right. Which, being 100, which that started with me. Like, the first few months of my spiritual awakening, that was a large part of it. I wasn't doing the research. I was just excited and like, ooh, Palo Santo and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like chakras. And, you know, it, it. my intention obviously wasn't bad, but I hadn't fully deconstructed yet until it, it was pointed out to me. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to fall back into that. I spent my whole life in that. I don't want to. And that's where this came from. Be grounded. Be skeptical blah 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 so i have written here i mentioned it at the end of the previous episode but the QAnon shaman quote unquote from the insurrection mm -hmm. ran a quote unquote starseed academy mm. starseed academy so the guy the guy in the in the buffalo hat or whatever the fuck that dude a self-proclaimed white shaman there's so many things wrong with that had a Starseed Academy, which we've mentioned briefly, which I will get into further here in this episode, why the Starseed situation or the Indigo children or the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it's an issue. 
And I, if you identify as that, I'm not here to take your, your thunder or your feelings or, or anything like that. I am going to offer the information that I have and you can do with that whatever you wish. Well, you did just say it was a problem. It is a pro- like the terminology and the way it's it came about. Is in your is- opinion, in my opinion, is an issue. And I think when I heard and learned what I have currently, I was like, oh yeah, that is an issue. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the the complexities of where that comes from psychologically, versus like why somebody would feel, yeah, I'm a star seed, obviously, blah 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 blah, and why that in and of itself is ignorantly on, you know, like you're not in trying to do anything wrong here. You're just feel ostracized and feel like you don't belong and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you identify with this thing, which if you have not listened to our previous episodes, for those who don't know, star seeds is a term that is thrown around in spiritual spaces to refer to the souls of certain people who are supposedly non-human souls who have come to earth and have chosen to incarnate as human beings to make the world a better place. And so they are thereby naturally superior to other people naturally and they are also generally they don't feel connected with humanity they feel ostracized a lot of the time they don't really feel like humanity is how people always find a way just always find a way to make themselves like special i get gen z's (laughs) like you're not special yeah you're an everybody's an npc oh yeah that that yeah i get it I really do. I, I do feel like the special thought process does lead to a lot, a lot of, of this problems. Mm-hmm. narcissistic stuff. Which is what we talked about in the last episode. So, okay. So, we're going to get into why I say starseeds and the like. Because I've also heard the term indigo children and all of these special special baby special kids. Mm-hmm. Special people from special places who are more special than you and don't belong because they're special. Okay, this is where it comes from. I have my notes here. I'm going to just read it off and we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Birthed from root race theory in the late 1800s by Helena Blavatsky, which is basically a theory that there were a variety of spiritual beings living on Atlantis before it fell, and these beings went on to create different races of humankind. Again, in spiritual spaces, there's this overarching understanding that Atlantis was in fact a thing, that something question mark, question mark happened. We don't know what. But they were highly advanced. And I've also heard just more context that this was before the Earth's vibration fell. So, like, there were higher vibration Earth. (laughs) These are all the things I've heard. I'm not saying I believe this. I I am highly skeptical of everything that I'm saying. This is just what I've consumed online. That this is the case. And when the Earth was a higher vibration... That's why we have these understandings of dragons multiculturally, because they're a higher vibrational being that we could actually see and engage with. And that's why we have these gods and goddesses that are higher vibrational beings that were able to be seen because the earth was a higher vibration question mark thing happened. The earth's vibration fell. Atlantis is Kaputsky. In a lot of different spaces, I've, I've heard some variation of that, which honestly, to me, as a deconstructed Christian, all I hear is the fall of man redux. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like, Atlantis is the Garden of Eden and something happened and everything went to shit, i.e. the vibration of the earth fell and now we can't be close to God anymore. I'm like, it's the same. <laughs> the office, like, it's the same picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, in some capacity, maybe. You know, like, I'm not I'm not closed to it, but, like, as far as, like, the this is the logistics, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it. Anyway, so... 
Root race theory, Helena Blavatsky, 1800s, right? Atlantis fell, and before it fell, the beings from it went on to create the different races of humankind, which is why there are different races. What's funny is that people who are in a Christian background would look at that and be like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. That's what's so sad. They'd be like, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm like, it's the same thing. Okay, anyway, you're so fucking right. And it's sad, and that's why I laugh. If I didn't laugh, I would cry. Okay, so this root race theory situation from the late 1800s, that caught the attention of, you guessed it, 1930s Germany. And so that's literally where the word Aryan comes from. I would not have guessed that, but yes. Aryan race is from this Atlantis fall root race theory thingy. Ah. So. I've learned something today as well. So. Now moving on to my next bullet point, we then have something called the Golden Dawn, which you've heard me talk about before, David. Yes, I have. So the Golden Dawn is a group of people from the late 1800s who were like, occultism shouldn't be so secret. It shouldn't be something that is so hard to get their hands on. We should make sure everybody has access to it. So basically the opposite of a cult. Kind of. They want, they, honestly, for the time, they were rather progressive. They like let women not only be in the society but also like lead which was a big deal back then humans always find a way i'm like uh, keep i'm just saying like the thought process of humans being shitty uh it's just like a cult meaning like it's secret and you have to work to find it is the nice thing to say but no it's like a cult as in women can't do it because you're a woman (laughs) well that's just that's just patriarchal culture God damn which it. is what most things have been run under for a long time and i'm just like they find a way to ruin everything well either way they let the women lead oh, and they wow. let the women do stuff Amazing. which was kind of progressive but again nothing is ever black and white nothing sure. is ever good or bad the the golden dawn took this is not in my notes but this is just my non, what i know of the golden dawn personally for those who are interested they were a society of people who were kind of piecing together all of the magical type information and creating a magical system from it so they used hermetics they used jewish mysticism of kabbalah they used enochian and a few other documented things from the last few hundred years and created their own magical system to accomplish magical things and that is ultimately without the golden dawn we wouldn't have alistair crowley who is kind of like the godfather of a western occultism as we know it today and we wouldn't have more modern practices like chaos magic yeah and or wicca actually not to be affiliated with supernatural <laughs> no it's a different guy <laughs> i know it's the same crowley that's a different guy. i know it's the it's same crowley even the, that's where the name came from but in the show supernatural it's a completely anyway don't worry I know. about it i know that, uh, was a, that was a joke <laughs> that was a joke also like wicca the guy who created wicca was friends with alistair crowley and he was like i'm gonna make a cult don't even get me started on wicca that's a whole thing. So mo- Western occultism all leads back to the Golden Dawn. So around the same time that this woman, Helena Blavatsky, in the 1800s was like, we race theory in Atlantis, the Golden Dawn was like, let's make a cool club where we wear cloaks and walk around in circles. I don't blame them. <laughs> They're really extra. But all of their tools were so fucking ugly. I'm like, why make a secret society and like have magical tools and also fucking ugly look up the golden dawn like chalice and like wand it's so ugly <laughs> anyway, somebody's like um are, sorry <laughs> i can't get into it it's, i'm such an aesthetic bitch and it bothers me so much how ugly all the tools are anyway, i like how anyway. we said this episode might be a hot topic and it's been nothing but hot topics <laughs> And my people opinion, are going to hate what we've said. My opinion is 
is not the end all be all. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. It's not just you. I've said some shit know. that people fucking will hate. I know this. And, and this is my spiritual journey, and right now I'm sharing what I've learned so far. But also, my opinion on what the Golden Dawn magical tools look like is just, it's just my opinion. I think they're ugly, and so I can't fuck with it. it I saw that you had written something down earlier, David. Did you want to talk about it before I move too far on? Really quick, it was just a touch on the superiority thing yeah. that I, even as a Christian myself, had an issue with there was this savior thing where you're supposed to save people and you get crowns you get a little jewels, jewels in your crown or a bigger mansion or in, whatever in heaven right you get yeah. like this crazy reward or whatever and that was kind of what pushed people to do like you get bigger or better things in heaven like the more you right and then if you really people. had a heart for people it was like oh, i don't care about the jewel it was really just to save people right but in that is a what you call it it's not narcissistic, but it's a... Self-serving? Self-serving, more proud. Pre- What's the word? It escapes me right now. It's like you think that you should be the one to save people. Mm-hmm. Like that you could save people. Hero complex? It's a hero complex, yeah. There was a word for it. I just couldn't think of it Sager right now. Hero complex? Well, you think you would be the one to save people. And it always combated my inner thoughts because I was brought up poor. Yeah. And so people always thought that they were better than me. Yeah. And people better off financially always thought they were better than me. Just classism yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so there and was racism. This, and racism. David, but they, David is Hispanic for those who do not know. There was just a thought process that, you know, no one's better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you have no one's better than anyone due to your class and everything you see around you and you can do anything if you just try and be smart. That's what they were telling you when you were younger anyway. Then you have this thought process in, in Christianity being taught to you where it's like your job is to save people who are less than you. Mm-hmm. Essentially, as much as you want to dress it up, that's what it is. Yeah. I always had an issue with that. Yeah. And that never sat well with me. Because of your upbringing? Because of that upbringing. You so felt like no better than those guys? Well, yeah. There was this problem with classism and then you have the savior complex in religion mm-hmm. combating. If everyone's equal and just because you have more money than me doesn't mean you're better than me. Mm-hmm. Well, then why am I better than you? If I believe and you don't, why is it? Why do I get to go to heaven and you, and don't? you don't? You know, essentially. It's because I believe this thing. Essentially. Yeah. And, it, and then people would just say, well, that's just the way the world works. Right? And it's the same thing with poor people and, and rich people, right? It's just the way the world works. There's a clash you there. You didn't try hard enough. Yeah, you didn't try hard enough. Like, fuck you. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you have all these things and all these advantages. And then you're touting how hard you worked. Yeah. Not the same equal footing. How does that conform with religion? It there you is You didn't work hard enough. You didn't love Jesus enough. You yeah, didn't do you, enough good works. You, you didn't, didn't do get en- enough jewels in your crown. What what is good enough to uh-huh. get into heaven, right? And then there was that there there was that. So I I was kind of There is no good enough because all I have to do is believe, which just makes people be shitty, but also have better an than you. <laughs> they they, they, they they're able to be shitty, have an excuse about it, and also still get into heaven. Yeah. And think that they're better than you. And that's the that's the issue, right? My issue yeah. is not that everybody's not perfect. And that's that's a given. But it's that because Superiority. you don't believe I am better than you. Yes. Yeah. Of it. And even if you don't want to think that, that's you what it comes to. You ultimately do. That's I think, what it comes to. I think that's why I get so frustrated before we move on to the Golden Dawn stuff. I think that's why I get so frustrated. Maybe we should do an episode just about our deconstruction because this is deconstruction talk, basically. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that next time. So I won't dwell too hard on this, but when the wool was pulled from mine eyes using Mm. Bible talk and I saw what cannot be unseen, you know, the truth of the matter, I exited the cave. I was like, oh, fuck. It's always been rooted in that. 
as much as I told myself otherwise, right. at the end of the day, that's where it goes, is this self-serving superiority thing. It has to. You can tell yourself you're approaching it because you love people, because you want to be good and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Mm. And that's, that, why, that, that's why... We'll get into that further later. Another episode about deconstruction. Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for that episode. Let's write it down so you don't forget. We'll, we'll do a deconstruction episode. But now, all right, pipelines. <laughs> all right. Which is, is all technically part of deconstruction, right? Even if you were not in a church space, deconstructing your own spirituality is very important, right? So the Golden Dawn saw themselves as an elite organization dedicated to helping humanity evolve into superhumans. Mm. Which was news to me. I had heard all this other stuff about the Golden Dawn, what I said earlier, and then I heard that. And I was like, oh. well, yeah, you know, I started looking into it, and you're like, okay, well, you know, that makes sense. Part of this involved occult eugenics. The Golden Dawn thought that you could draw down powers from the stars and the spirit world during procreation and pregnancy, thereby creating what Alistair Crowley called a moon child. What? <laughs> so you having some star sex? Sure adult warning i don't know sex magic is a thing yeah that i know um you can, what i didn't know is that you're having star babies by gathering yeah, dust, like from you can, you, <laughs> dust from the universe is that what's going on you could draw down the, this is what i have written down you could and i have my little link with the source you could draw down powers from the stars in the spirit world during procreation and pregnancy thereby creating what alistair crowley called a moon child so i guess you like could do energetically a certain thing and like summon an extraterrestrial being to be in the soul of the baby you're gonna have the real question is does she orgasm who knows honestly it's the olden days and they're all old white dudes probably not that sucks because you have you're having star pro <laughs> star powers right now all right probably not judging by how alistair crowley spoke about women in his what the fuck is it called uh thelma thelema god the shit that i've read anyway no hate on Thelema either, guys. But also, if you're part of Thelema, you already know. Like, and you're cool, you know that they're, you know. Okay, so that, those two things kind of go together. Mm. This Aryan person thing and these, like, magical children. Right. Right. It all stems to the superiority of... And this also was a part of Nazi Germany. Okay. All of those things kind of worked together to make Hitler go, you know what? Why don't we only have that? Why don't we only have Nazi magic? Why don't we only have Aryan moon children? Right. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, okay so more on the starseed thing. Starseeds in and of themselves are also hinged on this ideology that you chose to incarnate as a special being, thereby making you special, and thereby meaning that if you incarnated as an oppressed person or in an oppressed culture and I'm have chosen. a bad or a hard life, which is what we touched on the, that one episode, you're like, oh, that was fucked up. This is what I was talking about. Then not only did you choose that before incarnating, you deserve what happens to you in this life because of the karma that you brought with you. So with that, we see alt-right talking points starting to emerge that oppression is not a systemic issue, but a personal and a spiritual issue. Right. And that the, the oppressed are willing participants in their own oppression. And what would make someone who has bad karmic issues say you know what i'm gonna choose to get punished for all those to things. get rid of the karma 
Oh, to get rid of all the karma. Yeah, to to even it out to have. But if you never choose that, then you never get rid of the karma. Yeah. But then nothing bad ever happens to you. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. So like we just have, say we have like officially three solid points here of just how wildly problematic. It's a borderline dog whistle. Star seeds. Yeah. It's. I'm so sorry if you identify as a star seed and you're upset about this. I invite you as somebody who's had their whole worldview yanked out from under them. It sucks, but it's really important to be able to analyze objectively information about things that you identify as from a place of understanding and skepticism and groundedness, which is the whole point of this podcast. Mm. So why do people then identify as starseeds, right? It's this idea, like, oh, I'm this extraterrestrial, I'm this special kind of person, mm. right? where I don't relate to other people. I am ostracized by my community. I feel like I don't belong. So it's pretty much just how neurodivergent kids feel. Yeah, it probably just comes from a a stemming from not fitting in. Not fit, yes, exactly. And it seems like this safe, honestly, delicious to your ego reason why your life is the way that it is and Mm -hmm. why you don't fit in. And it's it's a problem, it's a problem. I, I understand if as someone whose life has been shitty, you want something to explain it, explain and justify it. it, yeah, and make it better. It's got to make sense somehow. Otherwise, you go to dark places. <laughs> to dark places, yeah. So that's what I have. There's a lot more. I'll try to drop links. I'll try to remember to drop links in the description of this episode. But do you have before I move on to the next point? I have any thoughts or questions or interesting things about star seeds from what I've said or about eugenics or no i i didn't, moon children didn't think atlantis we talk about how star seeds relate to nazis but you know i mean I, that's i said that in that one episode you can't have star seeds without nazis and that's a rough statement <laughs> out of all things is. you really don't want to be at all related to that yeah doesn't seem like something that's a good idea Lots of issues with that. I'm also surprised that Supernatural has so many things sort of right. You know what I mean? It's just like you have all these. Well, because they just probably picked and choose things that are just like, that's in the occult world. You did it in there with no context. It's like what anime does a lot. Like in what's it called? Black Clover, the anime. They just Mm. have the Kabbalic Tree of Life as like a, a super important aspect of the plot line. Yeah. And they have a whole like magical group called the Golden Dawn. And that's literally it. Yeah. Nothing else is correct. <laughs> it's like Sailor Moon and the planets. None Fair. of the planets are accurate to how the fucking planets actually move or work. It's just colors. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. We it's got not there. Close. It's not close. It's wrong. I didn't say I it was love, close. I said it's close enough. I love Sailor Moon. Bless Sailor Moon. My fucking inner child adores it. As, an, as the older I get and more spirituality I get, the more I get into like astrology, it drives me insane how inaccurate the personalities are to the fucking planets. Anyway, were they supposed to be accurate to the I planets? I don't know, but to be I, probably not. But it bothers me. The colors aren't right. The fucking uh, the personalities aren't right. Mars is why is Venus orange? <laughs> it's unilaterally known that that bitch is either green or pink, depending on the practice that you have. Anyway, it's fine. It's not fine, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so. The last note I have here is cultural appropriation in the spiritual community. 
Cultural appropriation. Hmm. So, New Age spirituality. Why we have this insane man, you know, trying to murder Congress people on January 6th a few years ago, claiming to be a shaman and who runs a Starseed Academy. Where did he even get all of that? Because I guarantee you he didn't see Nazis and go, Starseeds. Most people don't, I mean, there are some people out there who fucking do, Jesus Christ. But most people don't see themselves as the villain. Mm. Most people don't bother to do this kind of research or bother to ask too many questions. They see a thing in which they can be good and their ego is fed and they kind of fall into the trap of it. And oopsie poopsie, you're a white supremacist. So, (laughs) so. No. No, I know. New Age spirituality. Okay, this is what I wrote and we'll talk about it. Almost everything and idea in New Age spiritualism has been taken from a variety of cultures without their consent or the needed cultural context for those ideas to have their full breadth of nuance. Essentially creating a Frankenstein's monster of incomplete ideas stolen from oppressed people and cultures. And that's what New New Age spirituality starts to come to. So it is this Frankenstein's monster of this and then that and then this and then that. And I like that and I'm going to use that. But you also don't understand the full breadth of the nuance of why something is the way it is. What about finding truth in everything? I think it's one thing to take the time to emerge yourself in the culture that something comes from to fully learn the nuance that I spoke about of right. why it is the way it is and why things are structured in that culture that way and what it means spiritually and culturally and, and all those things. When you take the time to do that, you're going to respect it, mm. right? Versus just. I think one of the people I follow on TikTok, Kimo, on TikTok, the light seer, he is Hawaiian. And his practice is Hawaiian high seer. I'm not even going to try to say the thing that he is. But he made a video recently talking about the type of thing that he is. And there was this woman who was saying like, oh, I'm a this. And she said the name. But she completely mispronounced it. Mm. And he was just like, respectfully, no, you're not. Mm. (laughs) Basically. And that's because if you were you would know that the vibration of the word of that particular culture is integral to why the energy works the way it works. So for you to mispronounce it with this American accent is to not understand that, that, which is a core aspect of why that energy work works the way it does. So appropriation is just taking it at face value without knowing the inner details of why something is. Mm Mm-hmm. And being like, that's mine now, I'm going to use that. And that's, that's an issue in a lot of ways. Like we could get into, there, there's so many aspects of new age spirituality that that's a thing. In. No, I know there's, get, they get, there's a lot of flack when it comes to appropriation where people think. You do any, like you wear a kimono in Japan from a, from a Japanese and person. And it's our automatically like appropriation, right? But all the Japanese people are like. That's great. That's great. And I'm so happy. You're and you've seen those culture. videos. Yeah. You've seen those videos where people are like are you offended by this? And they're like, no, I think it's great. And they're like, so who's offended by it? And you just like, if like white. It's a bunch of white people. Yeah. Um, Yeah, pretty much. But that's, and that's a great example that's not in a spiritual space. But when does it become an issue? In a spiritual space? No, no, not just in general. So like, I've not done this personally. This is an example. I've seen people do. I'm wearing yukata or a kimono and I go to a a Japanese run and own 100 of years old place and I get dressed and the people out there tell me how to do it and they wrap me up and they tell me all of the things and blah 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 and then I go to a ceremony with people from the culture and I participate in the ceremony appropriately blah 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 what's the difference? 
versus I'm gonna go as a geisha for Halloween. Yeah. No. There's there's <laughs> like, there's no. respect for it, and then there's I look I think it looks kind of cool. I think it looks kind of cute, and I'm gonna completely not follow any of the rules, not follow any of the culture. I don't care what it I what don't it's about. Give a fuck what it's from or what it's about, yeah. and I think it's so cute to dress up as for Halloween. So that in and of itself is a nuanced conversation, but in spiritual spaces, it comes to like. If you're gonna learn about a thing, learn about it from people who are that thing and learn about it with your whole chest. Sure. And learn about it with the goal of understanding it, not taking it and adopting it into something else. Mm. And in New Age spiritual spaces, we don't really do that. We just see a thing and go, oh my God, I like that. And then we Frankenstein's monster together, which you can see how in alt-right pipelines, you can be like, well, if alt-right is basically white nationalism, and superiority and control and colonialism, right? You can see how they can go to a thing and be like, oh, you stupid little little thing. Like, mm. dehumanize them and blah, 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 blah. You just don't understand. But I like this and it's mine now. And you got everything else wrong. But I'm going to take what I like about it and use it for my own game. Yeah. Nitpicking and that's things. new way spirituality. And that's why there's like a lot of close practices and stuff. And that's why it's really important in spirituality. I personally encourage everybody to dive into your ancestry and dive into your own historical and heritage background. And that's when we get into like ancestral work and ancestral veneration and, and understanding the nuance of those things, depending on the culture that you come from, which maybe that'll be an episode because I'm still learning and I find it all very fascinating. And I do think if you're going to look at other magics and or spiritual, spiritual practices energy works or spiritual understandings or whatever do it with your chest do it all the way Read get, a, get the an in-depth look don't take it at face value because face value lets you have a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. and that is where a lot of issues stem from mm -hmm. information is good yes especially in spiritual slash magics yeah you want to have the well-read title yes that's why I don't want to talk about the chakras or I don't want to talk about Kundalini. Remember, you were like, what, the what? The Kundal what? What did you just say a few episodes ago? And I was like, I just know the word and I know what it's referring to in the spaces that I've heard it, but I haven't done the research on what it's come from. I haven't spent the time there, so I don't want to speak on it. But that's another thing. It's like, you just need to have your Kundalini awakening and then you're blah, 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 have an ego death and you just need to be able to do it and then you can do all of these things. I'm like, yeah, but what does that even mean? Mm. Do you know? It's from India. There's a few different practices in India from my understanding. Who said it? What is it? You're supposed to be guided. It's supposed to be kind of an intense thing from somebody who knows what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I don't want to speak on that because I don't know. And it's the same thing with chakras because the word chakra or chakra, if you're saying it correctly, is also from India. Right. And there's more than just the seven. And from my understanding, I have not done all the research on it. But they were supposed, there's like multiple of them. And they were supposed to be holding places for gods or something. And that I couldn't tell you. There's a whole thing about it. There's mm -hmm. a whole thing about it. And so even that in and of itself, though, that that's something that I would want to talk to a, a person about. Like, I want a person who knows that shit to come here and tell me about it so I could understand fully. Mm -hmm. Because Because simultaneously, in my own experience, the idea of energetic centers in the body makes sense yes. because I can physically feel them. But are they that? I don't I don't want to say that, use that, 
in general. Without jump. the understanding of it. Or yeah. I'm just being a fucking hypocrite. Sure. You know what I'm saying? What I do know, which is this is where research and understanding and, and doing your due diligence and your discernment, like we talked about, is important. Because through my understanding, there's the chakra system. And then in Celtic, I'm Scottish, so I've been trying to understand the Celtic understanding of things. There is something called the three cauldrons of power. You're above your head and your heart and your lower abdomen. They're the three cauldrons. And there are also in Jewish mysticism, they all they also have energy centers at, energy centers at certain parts of the body. So like this is an idea that we have in various across, cultures. Yeah, across multiple. And I'm sure there's even more that I'm not aware of. So it's like, okay, so the concept of a point in your body that perpetuates a certain flavor of energy is a thing, at least in many cultures who all didn't particularly speak to each other, which is interesting, but the terminology and the cultural understanding of them is what we need to be respecting so that we don't fall into this disrespectful cultural appropriation thing with new age spirituality. Mm. You know sense. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I personally find the act of like connecting with your ancestors and understanding your ancestry and where you come from is a rather important thing in your practice in, in any spiritual practice which you know that's a whole episode <laughs> i want to like start asking you questions david about it and like have a whole conversation about it but it's been a minute now that i'm looking at how long we've been recording and that's you know that's a that's a whole conversation so maybe we'll save that for next time yeah we'll save that for next there time. was a few things that i was like we got to talk about this and we got to talk about this but i don't know what we'll talk about next but there's a few things on the roster Got a white boy on my roster. I'm sure we'll find. Pasta and lobster. I'm sure we'll find something. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a white boy on my roster. I have a I have a Boricua on my roster, and he feeds me cheesecake. He got me cheesecake for my birthday. I did. It was good. We'll cut this out. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> All okay. Right. Well. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So I think we covered a lot of really good things. Again, Let's close up. Really want to urge. We might not have everything correct. I really did my best here. If you know more things, give me your resources, bitch. I want to know. I want to learn. I want to grow. We want to grow together. We want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And if anything we said upset you or like invalidated an experience of yours, I am, I, I am sorry for that. I come to you with love and offer what I have at your feet and you can do with it whatever you like. Have fun. I'm sure we're going to tickle a lot of people with this I, one. I don't know, but I'm trying. It's a, it's, a, it's a discovery thing and it's important to be self-critical. I've been self-critical and I ask nothing more of anybody else that i have not done myself so with that thank you guys so much for listening we do this podcast every week mostly yeah mostly on any podcast listening platform of uh, your choice if you want any updates on what we are doing feel free to follow us at i'm psychic i guess on any platform on any platform though twitter's dying oh god rip i'm trying to get on blue sky but i can't get an approval anyway and also you if can you want to follow, follow our, our personal persons. our personals at at the d-o-o-t-l-e-z at at the d-o-o-t-l-e-z yeah not much is being posted on any of those places but i'm trying my best i got medicine and it's starting to kick in and it's starting to get better so here's hoping that stays the trend we will talk to you guys next time okay bye bye guys